Hello, and welcome to the second episode of Toolbox Tuesdays. I'm your host, Adam Jones, and with me as always... Kieran McCutcheon. Today we'll be talking about the AFL and the opening weekend of the Premier League. Do we go straight into the AFL? We should get straight into it. Shall we look at the match review panel's decisions? Oh, that's great. So, Toby Green, kicking the bloke in the face. What's your thoughts? Oh, being a Port fan basically makes me an ambassador for all things hard football and biff, but I don't support crossing the line, which Toby has done numerous times, looking to intentionally harm others, as we've seen uh, during the Bulldogs game where he punched the guy in the face. I'm not confident this was intentional, but for me it's a 50-50. What do you feel? Do you feel that it's Toby Green that you're looking at this differently? If, let's say, a good bloke <laughs> like Bob Murphy did the same act, what would your thoughts be? If it was Bob Murphy, I'd definitely feel it was unintentional. But I think you're right. Because it's Toby, definitely looking through different coloured glasses on this one. So really, we look at how he's not getting the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, it's a bit of a Draymond Green instance where the first few times he kicked the guy in the nuts, maybe you know you give him the benefit of the doubt. But after maybe the, the 200th, 300th time, he's... He's managed to harm another player. Maybe you start looking at it a bit differently. So, do you think he should have got suspended then? At least a week. Not, if not two. But uh, I guess since I've I've claimed that it's maybe up in the air whether it was intentional or not, I'd give him one week over two. I agree with you in the sense that if it was a marking contest, I think it's fine. But because it's a handball, I think it's different. I think the rules are different with handballs because I know it's a hospital ball and you're, he's going to get hit, but you can't be putting your studs up that high into some guy's face. That's a good point. Intentional or not, maybe... Yeah, duty of care, I think, is a a match review panel criteria. I feel a fine hopefully will deter anyone else from doing this, but the fact is, fines aren't as, for whatever reason, not just born in the AFL. Like, people are so blasé about a fine. So I'm just hoping that it doesn't carry on now, that players will be like, oh, we can put our feet up to protect the space off a handball or something like that. I think any instance after this will probably get looked at a bit more harshly now that it's kind of in the media spotlight. Ollie Wines, maybe someone that I feel maybe gets viewed as a, as a good boy, although he plays very hard. Do you think that was a fair bump? I feel like that is a very fair call. I think it's not a good boy, more like a hard. Hard. A maybe hard a fair nut. player? Yeah. So he goes hard at the ball, like like a Josh Kennedy sort of player, yeah. which leads us to the Ollie Wines hit. I think he should have got two weeks. Oh, being a Port fan, I'm definitely biased. I'm happy that we didn't get weeks, especially with the upcoming uh, Bulldogs fixture. But I think the fact that it is Ollie Wines, and I think he's known for maybe not going intentionally to harm another player, probably leaned in his favour, but it was head-high contact, uh, intentionally or not. So it's a, it's a hard one. We saw a late hit, uh, very similar, actually. There's Shane Monford on... Max gone get a week and it was pretty much the same hit. It was late. Ollie left his feet, which is a automatically should have just been yes. a week, and he gets him high. The duty of care says that's at least a week. Thinking uh, thinking about it now, maybe he got off got off easy there, although happy I am. He left his feet and he got him high. That that's all that's all she wrote for me. That should be a week straight up. Do you think he meant to get ahead? Which is probably the next question if he goes from one week to two weeks. Because intentional is probably two, and one's probably reckless. Speaking of intentionally going for the head red path, taking an obvious swing, is that a clear two weeks for you? Clear two clear weeks. Clear two weeks. I don't understand how this is in the media is up for debate. He hits him in the neck. Phil Davis doesn't really flop at all. He goes to the ground, gets straight back, and he consistently holds his neck afterwards. That's a two weeks. It was an off-ball incident as well. There's no maybe he was going for the ball, blah, blah, blah. No. For me, two weeks, and they're um, looking to challenge it. Do you obviously, obviously you'd agree? I disagree. They should challenge. They they should just take it. But the 
I'm surprised that people are arguing that it's a, sh- it's a shove to the face opposed to a fist, opposed to an open slap. He gets him with like the palm as well. Like, when he pushes, he pushes with the palm. And I feel like a palm hit is actually quite strong. Do you think they'd be challenging if this incident happened maybe like earlier in the season? Now coming to finals, they're in ninth position. So they really want all hands on deck going forward. They've got Port Adelaide and the Hawks. Maybe they need to obviously win all, th- all two games. Yes, because I, I feel the, the third game might not be mattered for that point. If the fact is they need to win these two games to even make finals. The third game's not really up for debate yet. So the third game could possibly be next year. So yes, I, I agree in the sense they have to challenge it because they need him. But I'm hoping for the sake of argument that it keeps up two weeks if not goes up to three. So it was another big weekend of AFL. We had a lot of we had a lot of finals like games. So the Demon Saints game, pretty much whoever lost that was is pretty much out of the race. And do you agree with that statement? <clears throat> yeah, I agree. I don't think the Saints can make it. Um, they have Richmond in the last week, which is going to be a tough game whether they're making the finals or not. So for me, yeah, they're they're out. The fact is that they need to rely on teams above them. And once you, once you start saying mathematically, you can still make yes. it. Cool. I feel like I feel that's the kiss of death. Uh, we had GWS smashing the Bulldogs, as we sort of touched on earlier. As a, as a Port fan, that one made me happy. Uh, Bulldogs were certainly challenging Port's position, kind of in that maybe five to six range. And their loss kind of meant a lot for us. Switching gears, are you scared that the Swans' percentage boost now have a bigger percentage than Port? Yes, oh, I would be, but they are playing Crows this week, which kind of gives me a little bit of hope. Uh, I don't see Crows getting blown out at all, so their sure. percentage won't rise further, at least in the coming week. Do you want to talk about the Crows game, or do you want to just touch on the Geelong, uh, Geelong Tigers game? Um, I'd like to touch on the Geelong Tigers. I think it really meant more for the, the Cats than Richmond. Uh, the Cats have a hard game, uh, hard run coming up. They've got the Eagles this coming week. Away? I'm actually not sure. I think that is away, since they did play at a their home ground this week. Uh, Eagles are looking to kind of lock down a top eight finish. Haven't really cemented that yet. And then in the last round, they've got a GWS. So looking to put pressure on Adelaide. I just checked. Geelong played Collingwood with the MCG this week. So I'm not sure where you're getting your information from, but I believe it's wrong. Clearly somewhere in the deep recesses of my mind. So take, a, take another crack at that. Take another crack at that. Well, that really threw me for a spin. Okay, I'll step in. Historically, over the past couple of years, Collingwood's actually had Geelong's number. I feel they won early in the year, uh, as in Collingwood beat the Geelong, uh, and they did, 107-78. So it could be another tough game for Geelong. So I'm right with you that the Geelong game mattered a lot. A lot of people had uh, written them off, actually, leading up to the Tigers game. They thought the Tigers would come steamrolling in because the Tigers have been in good form and Geelong without Selwood haven't been, but... Geelong really stood up. They showed a they showed a class I haven't seen in a while. I kind of viewed this this Tigers game more of a Tigers really stepped down as opposed to maybe Geelong stepping up. Oh really? You yeah. Thought, you, did you watch the game? I did watch the game. There was just a lot of Tiger plays that really they really let themselves down on. I thought Geelong was slick with the handballs. I thought Geelong were really slick. I just thought yes, Tigers might have not been at the best, but Geelong Geelong surprise me but going into the next round I think that really cements the Cats almost you could almost lock them into a top four not quite with their last round being GWS yes you're right about the top four with Geelong they would have to lose both these games for even a chance of Sydney or Port to jump them like we said historically Collingwood do have the number but it's the end of the season if Geelong really want to make a push for the Premiership this year they need to be winning these games at least one of them to cement their top four position so Crow's got a nice win over Essendon this week we did have a nice win I watched a bit of it I had to go to work in the fourth quarter where we blew them away so I didn't I don't think that really matters but 
I liked the most about how we, we kicked out and when they started to come at us, especially in the third quarter, near the end, we kicked two goals in the last minute to just give us a bit of breathing room, which is something we haven't really had to deal with. We haven't had to deal with much this year of a team pushing us and then kicking away again. So I was really happy to what we, we showed in that game. I was thinking that during the game. Essendon showed a bit of resilience towards the end there, maybe in the third quarter, but Coach just showed their class. Did you take much from the Danaher incident? Just no. A bit of banter? Or? We actually didn't have this in the run done, but I'm glad you brought it up. No, apparently they're best mates growing up. I took no, and the commentators took no uh, real disagreement with it. I will disagree with that. The commentators, Lengi for one, was like, oh, there's nothing in that. Like, I feel if you put the context if they were best mates growing up. That's true. There's yeah. nothing in it. I, I can see how it might be a little bit disrespectful if they didn't really know each other. Maybe it was a closer game. Yeah, closer game. Like, mm. the Cal Hooker stuff from a couple of weeks back when he kept getting in the face of the Bulldog. No, the Saints player rubbing his hair. Oh, yeah. I feel that's crossing the line a bit, as much as I love it. But if I think it's one of those things... As a fan of the game, we probably love it. Yeah, I, I feel it's one of those things if... If a Crows player did that, I'd love it. If a Crows player happened to be on the end of it, the Kyle Hooker one, I'd be like, ooh, up in arms. I think we can put that down to sports fans just being hypocritical about their team. Speaking of the Crows, shall we look, a, look forward to this Friday night, which the Swans-Crows game, which we'll both be attending. Oh, beautiful. We'll have some nice Indian curry from... Actually, I really should get their name up. Uh, Beyond India. Oh, is it Beyond India? <clears throat> yes. Well, Beyond Indian curry, the butter chicken, very, very, very good. We'll be having that at halftime. Maybe a sponsor in the future. We'll have to have to get onto them. We hope there is a sponsor in the future. So, Adelaide, Sydney. I've got some stats up here. If we look at the past six encounters... Oh, past... We, we look at the last encounter. I flew up to Sydney in the semi-final. And we got blown out. We, I think we ended up losing by 43 points. Josh Kennedy tore us a new one. He was very, very good. Had 42 touches, 10 clearances. What are your thoughts on our midfield going up against their midfield? Ooh. Um, speaking of the previous encounter, I think that was really when Sydney were over their slump and really started rolling as a team. They've taken a small step back. As of late, do they still have Hanbury? Is he injured? I'm not too sure. It's going to be a tough one for the Crows because they're a veteran, tough midfield. The Crows or the Sydney Swans? Uh, the Swans are a oh. tough veteran midfield. Maybe looking to put some pressure on the Crows physically. They've shown ever since that um, their Melbourne game, Crows have shown a resilience that they I felt they hadn't showed earlier in the season towards physicality. But I think the Crows' skills are just too slick for Sydney. So I'm looking at the injury list. Hanbury should play. Josh Kennedy, however, is on the test. So it might be a late. It might be a late. That in. reminds me, uh, Sloan may be questionable for this week. Uh, I heard Texas as well was questionable though. Yeah, with, with a foot injury, which scares me a lot. But you're talking about midfield. One thing that is also pretty funny this week was listening to some other people talk about the Crows, and they're talking about the emergence of Richard Douglas in our midfield. <laughs> he won us a club championship in 2012. I want to say he's he's been a star for a long time. I'm glad he's getting the accords now, but he hasn't. He's not an emerging star. He's been a star. He's been up there. Crows are a good six points clear of the Giants. Would you risk Sloan this late into the season coming into finals? I risk him in this game. This game could be a four pointer. Not four points we earned, but four points we've taken away from Sydney. I feel if Sydney don't make the top four, they're gonna have to travel at least three weeks. They have to travel either the semi final. They'll have to travel semi final, prelim, and then to the grand final. So I feel like this is a big game to not only boost our morale and boost our confidence, but take away something from the Swans. As a Port fan hoping to sneak into fourth, I think you should risk line. <laughs> Wouldn't, wouldn't mind some uh, some points this week. Another main point I want to talk about is how good Matt Crouch has been recently. Oh, unbelievable. He has had another 30 disposal game. I'm, what's your thoughts on him being an All-Australian? For me, it's almost almost a lock. Really? 
almost. He he's at that upper echelon, at least maybe an interchange nominee at the bare minimum for me. It's kind of hard to say that as a Port fan, but you have to give credit where credit's due. He's definitely worked hard. And the problem being is there's a lot of class midfielders. Sloan, I feel, is in old automatic old, old Australian selection. So do you think our midfield, which is supposedly our weakest section of our club, gets two midfield spots in all Australian? I think you've got a lot of high-end talent in the midfield. Past Sloan and Crouch... For me, there's a large drop-off. I just spoke about him. Richard Douglas. Mm. Brad Crouch. Yeah, well, as I said, a lot of a lot of yeah. talent drop-off after those last two I mentioned. So maybe maybe the, the two Crow boys could sneak in, but past that, I don't really see many more midfielders making a claim for themselves as an All-Australian. No one in the Crows' centre square should get a mention other than... For All-Australian? For All-Australian, which includes Source Jacobs, <laughs> which is what I was trying to get to, but uh, broken English... Is definitely one of my strong points. I was actually going to agree with you about yeah, as much as I love Richard Douglas and Brad Crouch, no one else should be in. They shouldn't be all Australian. Source Jacobs has to be all Australian. Has to be. He's unbelievable. He just he tore up Paddy Ryder two weeks ago. We discussed this. Paddy Ryder came out firing this last week against a second-rate Rockman. Who was who was Collingwood Rockman? Can you name his name? Moving on. Uh, no, actually, <laughs> I I can't name him. He, he was Mason Cox. They, they had another boy. Cox was forward for a lot of that game. I felt. Can't remember the other boy, so I think I'll I'll, I'll concede. Okay. Maybe maybe sources climbed up the rank. Moving back to the game, what do you, how do you see the results going? You you see the crowds going up? Oh, I'm I'm not sure if my fandom is getting in the way of my uh, logical thinking, but I do feel crows can at home get a few points over the Swans, knocking them down down a few pegs. Hopefully, when you say fandom, you're talking about Port Adelaide fandom. Port Adelaide, of course, hoping to climb the ladder over the Swans. Even though you'll be a crows fan on the night. Yes, it. Uh, I've transitioned to to accept the Crows as a second Adelaide team. It hasn't. The, the feeling hasn't always been there, but they've they've got a good team. I can I can get behind Eddie Betts. He's probably what spearheaded my interest. How do how do you feel about the coming fixture? I think we get the win. I've I've talked us up a bit, in, especially in this fixture. I think we win comfortably. The rain might if it rains down Adelaide. I'm not sure the weather, but it's pretty crap at the moment on the Tuesday. If it's a clear day, I think we bomb away. I think we can get up by at least 30, if not 40. I think you've shown the ability to take on class teams in the rain, as you did two weeks ago. I don't think weather's going to be an obstacle for the Crows. I don't think it'll be an obstacle, but two weeks ago we first Port Adelaide. This Pl- week. Class team. This week we first Sydney. Probably a classer team. Classier team. We are on the same points, but I, I, get, I get your point. So we're in agreement that the Crows are looking to sneak a cheeky four points on the Swans, much like United were looking to sneak a cheeky four goals past West Ham and the Joey Hart. Ladies and gentlemen, Kieran, segue of the week. Oh, yeah. Okay, so Man United scored four past West Ham. What were your thoughts? Well, I was a little bit confident when I was giving predictions last week, not knowing that we had Antonio, Lanzini, Coyote out, all three, <laughs> which are starters, which obviously I, for some reason I didn't pick up on. Also, no Andy Carroll, which is pretty much a given at this point. Andy Carroll injured, or was he just not selected? Andy Carroll is Andy Carroll, so that means Andy Carroll does Andy Carroll things. Somehow got injured during the off-season. I did actually look through uh, his Snapchat during his off-season. Was drinking quite a lot, so maybe not putting 100% effort into rehab. Did you say he was drinking like a horse? (laughs) We could say that. Speaking of horses, uh, Lukaku, built like a tank, runs like Maccabi Diva. I don't think someone that big should be able to run that fast. Maybe the FA should test him for some, some Mexican supplements. I lied. 
Ladies and gentlemen, Kieran, segue of the week. <laughs> I got two in one week. Lukaku, I, I surprised he got two goals. I thought he was going to take a while to slow in. United as well at home against West Ham. I actually rated West Ham. You talked him up a lot last week, and then you've put out that performance. Our back four was in shambles. I think it's saying something that Zabaleta was probably our best on ground. On ground or in the back four? Best on ground as a whole unit. He was the best player. What about Chikorito? How did he go in his first game? As a fantasy owner? You can't say much when he doesn't get many opportunities. He was playing with a small niggle, but he really got nowhere near scoring. But he pressed hard and gave effort all game, which when we're playing a full-strength United as a, maybe a, a, I would say almost a half-strength West Ham, you can't really take much away from that, that performance. So what about other first-week thoughts? Did you catch any other games? I did. I will move straight into the Liverpool fixture, which I did manage to watch. You were looking pretty impressive at points, but Watford sneaking a few past. Do you have any comments? I feel the comments about our defence are over-exaggerated. I agree, actually. I think only one of the goals was defensively, as a unit, their fault. The first one where Trent Alexander kicks it off Joel Matip's head and it bounces straight. Actually, it was the second one where Joel uh, Trent kicks it straight off Joel's head into the path of a Watford player. But the other two goals, you look at you look at this you look at the first goal. Firmino's marking zonal marking the front post. He doesn't attack the ball, leads an open header for another Watford player. So that's Firmino's fault, not a defender's fault. And then you look at the third goal, the equalizer. Genie Wijnaldum, I don't know what he's doing. It was an away game, so I should have just like, assumed he would have been putting a bad performance. He just clears it off his own like honestly he doesn't clear the ball. It lands in another Watford player and he bangs it. Also being said, was offside. Also being said, was goalkeeper interference. But you know, we can't, we can't. We're not United. We don't get the luck of the draw. Did you manage to catch any other games this week? I caught a few. Don't you want to comment on the Liverpool Watford game though? I feel you've suffered enough, really. There's not much more to say. You looked, you looked uh, impressive going forward. What do you mean suffered? It was a three-all draw away. Yeah. Opening day. Do you feel you should have won that game? Yes. uh, Yes. So 90 minutes in, you felt you should have won. Yes. You didn't. So I feel feel you've suffered enough. Okay, so other games did I watch? I watched the Newcastle-Tottenham game, which can we talk about John Joe Shelby? That was poor, especially given the context of the game. Newcastle were defending pretty well at that point. Yeah, I don't know what John Joe's thinking. I'm a big John Joe fan. Anyone who looks like Voldemort is alright in my book. <laughs> Anyone that looks like a skinhead's questionable on my books. But it was obvious. Do you think it was intentional? Clearly, yes, it's clearly no doubt. intentional. I agree. Do you yeah. agree that's a red card? Yes. If you, you can't stamp on people's ankles. For me, that's a straight red. No, no questions. There was there was intent. Which I don't think there's any debate. Uh, for listeners of last week's episode who listened to our predictions, can I throw this one out there? Got the 1 0 West Brom Bournemouth result correct. I think it was West Ham Bournemouth. No, yeah, West Brom Bournemouth. I said it was going to be 1 0, could be a crap game, and the goal would come from a set piece. 100% right, Adam. I feel like that should just be points for that week. Just give me the points. Knowing my predictions, I did pick. Um I did pick Newcastle to get a win, so maybe I'll just automatically give you give you points. He also predicted 4-0 for Man City over Brighton. I picked 5, but... 4-0 wasn't a bad shout. Brighton did defend well, did especially you... for a... I didn't get to watch it, no. But I did watch some, some highlights. I did triple captain De Bruyne. Do you want to talk about your fantasy team? Your fantasy tip of the week, even? Fantasy? No, so moving on. No, uh, I did triple captain De Bruyne, so if I could provide one tip... 
one tip for the for the listeners this week it would be uh, don't triple captain a midfielder don't triple captain on the first week maybe even and that is Kevin's fantasy tip of the week looking at other results Burnley the 3-2 over 9-man Chelsea did you catch any of this? I did catch bits and pieces but I was watching the Huddersfield Crystal Palace game I believe was on at the same time it was why were you watching the Huddersfield Palace game? I wanted to watch the boy Mui for me uh, I actually wanted to I think last week I even mentioned that Huddersfield was the team I knew the least about, so I, I made an effort to to go out and watch Huddersfield. Was there any penalties, and did a German centre back take them? <laughs> uh, there were there were no penalties, uh, no German centre back. I don't care for the game then. But I would like to change the prediction. Crystal Palace looked woeful. If they're getting beaten three 0 by Huddersfield, I have to think they may be going down quite spectacularly. It's the first week of the EPL. Do you really want to make knee-jerk reactions? I love my knee-jerk reactions. I love my my Aussie boy Mui and his partner Billing. I think it was. They looked they looked like a good two-man midfield. I wouldn't be surprised if one of them gets bought by a larger club maybe next year. Take that for a knee-jerk reaction. <laughs> But it t- sounds like you maybe watched the Chelsea Burnley game. I saw, I saw a bit. I had it on at work. If anyone from work was listening, I was doing work. But I had it on from at work, streaming in the background. I don't understand how people are talking Burnley up. They at halftime are three 0 up. It was ten men then, and I think five minutes into the second half, Fabregas gets sent off. That to to just about throw that game away. As as poor as Chelsea were, and they were very very poor. I just can't. I don't. I don't know what. I still think Burnley go down. Ooh, Burnley go down. I think they might just survive relegation. They they look so bad. They one thing that they do have going for them is in a complete different topic. Their their coach isn't Shakespeare. He's the Leicester manager for you playing at home. Oh really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure his name was Shakespeare. You you've thrown away no. Yeah, it's Shakespeare. So did you see any of the Shakespeare? Uh, the Shakespeare Leicester Arsenal game? I did not. I think I had work the next morning, so I wasn't able to wake up early for that one. I did see the highlights. Vardy almost looks back to two seasons ago form. He, Vardy, I watched the game. Vardy looked good, but, and I'll give credit where credit due, Arsenal, great comeback. But, like I said about Leicester, when your manager, you're 3-2 up in the 80th minute, there's playing the pitch, you're 3-2 up away, Arsenal, you you got to make a sub. You bring on a striker... You bring on a defender, you bring on a midfield. What, what's your, what's your, if we're playing FM right now, 80th minute, 3-2, you're away. What do you do? As a lesser team as well. That plays on the counter. Plays on the counter. So, for me, I feel this may be the wrong answer. But maybe, I, I think I'll bring on a midfielder. Okay, well that's, that's better than what Shakespeare did. Shakespeare took off a midfield and brought on a striker. Oh, that's poor. Yeah, not two minutes later they conceded, so it was 3-0. And not two minutes after that they conceded another one for 4-3. Just a bit of context for why I'd pick a midfielder. I'd bring on a midfielder to, to press down the Arsenal midfielders, give them give them a bit more trouble. Bring on a striker or another forward player is probably... I understand that, but the fact is you're 3-2 up. Just try and take the... Try and sit back. I... I know you're you're accepting more pressure, but you don't you don't need to be pressing up the field. You have, you've got you don't need to be pressing up the field. You have to defend one thing: the goals. That at the end of the field, just put the players back. And you'd almost be happy with a three-all draw at yes. the start of the day. You'd be happy with a three-all draw. Maybe not when you're three three two up. So, I think that's all for that last week. Do we want to quickly run through the predictions for this week? Knowing how well I did last week, maybe not. But we'll kick it off uh, anyway with United Swansea. I think they. Easy one from United, you think? Yes, it's a way, but United looked very, very good last week. 
So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go three one for Man United. I'm going to go five nil. So they. Uh, so maybe West Ham looks a bit better in in the context of the this week's result. You should just give me the predictions trophy now. A five nil result. Okay. Watford Bournemouth at Bournemouth. Oh, this one's a hard. I think this one might go one all, or maybe maybe I'll give a two two one two one victory to Watford. I watched Watford as we commented earlier. I read comments about the Bournemouth game and the West Brom game because I'm I'm not watching a West Brom game if I if I'm gonna choose. Bournemouth apparently didn't look too good. So I'm gonna go two two nil Watford. Two nil, impressive. Burnley West Brom at Burnley at Burnley. Any any strong feelings here? Burnley were a very good team at home last year. I commented on how I still don't like them. If they win this, I might change my tune. I think 1-0. I was going to go a cheeky 1-0 for Burnley. Be a defensive masterclass from both teams. Leicester-Brighton. Oh, this could be an interesting one. Brighton did look okay against Man City, do you think? Yeah, but I feel I feel Leicester still has a lot of quality up front. So I might give them a 2-1 win over Brighton. Um, I'm going to go 2-0, Leicester. I need to see more from a promotion side before I start tipping for them. Yeah, that's fair enough. Liverpool, Crystal Palace. Do we get another draw here? How, how are you feeling? Um, it depends what happens tomorrow. For the context, we're recording this on the Tuesday. If we comfortably beat Hoffenheim and go like 2-0 or 3-0, because we play Hoffenheim in the Champions League playoff. Unfortunate draw. Yes, we could have had easier teams. But we might need to be resting players next week. On against Palace. That being said, we should have enough talent. So Lenke, who did not play, but he was on the bench, and I did predict a bench appearance. I think two two one. Benteke will always score against us. It's just just the way it is. So two one Liverpool. I might go a three one Liverpool win. I just think he's got too much class up front, even with resting a few players. And Palace look woeful versed even Huddersfield. Southampton West Ham. Your team. Mm. This could be a tricky one because we still have no Lanzini and no Coyote. I think maybe <clears throat> Antonio comes back, but I'm not sure on that one. This might be a bit of a tall scrap, I think. I think they'll look a, a lot more solid than they did versus United, but still scrappy. So tall for me. I think I'm going to go 1-0 Southampton. That's fair enough. I could, I could see that. Stoke Arsenal. Did you see that Stoke design... Uh, Rodriguez from PSG. Really? No. The winger? Oh, that's a nice little pick-up for them. So Stoke doing Stoke Alona things as per usual. And it is at Stoke? It is at the Britannia. Britannia. So, for me, I think I might go a 2-1 Arsenal win. It'll be a hard-fought win, but Giroud will come through late. I feel 2-0 Stoke. Ooh. That's a that's a bold claim. I just want to see the. I just want to watch Arsenal fan TV on the on the next day. See what everyone has to say about it. Huddersfield Newcastle, the team, the battle of the promoted teams. Ooh, I, I want to hear your opinion first because I might throw a little bit of a, a curveball here. I think we might be on the same curveball. I think we're going to both go Huddersfield. Yes. I'm going Huddersfield because I saw Newcastle. They did not look. Oh, they looked okay. Actually played very well, I thought. But no John Joe is a massive loss for them. Massive. They've really lost a lot of creativity through the midfield with no John Joe. Huddersfield looked very impressive for me. Although it is early in the season, I will get laughed at for saying that. I think it might be a, a 2-1 Huddersfield win. It may slip into three, but I'll go 2-1 win. 
for Huddersfield. I'm going to go 1-0. I think it'll be a fairly fought hard draw. Now, the big game for the week, I think people would argue, Tottenham-Chelsea. At Tottenham, or at Wembley, though. Mm, well, I think Spurs, for me, just look class. Chelsea, maybe not coming together completely this week. You have to think of all the red cards and injuries still with Chelsea. No Cahill now. No Fabregas. No Hazard. I don't think Pedro played on the weekend. Costa doing Costa things because he won't go to Atletico because the transfer burn ban. I think I think Tottenham win easy. I think three 0 I'm making a bold claim as my second uh, fantasy tip of the week. Harry Kane to score two goals. So I'll captain Harry Kane as a cheeky pick as they as. Do well. you have Harry Kane in your team? Yes. Sadly, he did not bring the goods on the weekend. Had a few good chances, but didn't convert. So for me, 3-1 win for Spurs. Okay. City-Everton. This is another impressive match. Any strong feelings here? Uh, City, by far. Do we even need to talk about this? No, for me, maybe even... I would go 3-1. Do we even talk like... who? Can we just... For City games, do we see them losing? Who do you think City lose to this year? I might be a little bit biased here, but you know I won't say West Ham. Although Andy Carroll on his day, I tell you what, United looked very impressive. I know they did versus West Ham, and not maybe the most glamorous team, but you have a look at some of their talent and their coach. So I'm thinking maybe even United can scrape a few points. Okay, so but for me, three-one uh, win over Everton. Let's make a deal. We will, we'll just assume City beats everyone. So from now on, we just say how many goals City score. Oh, because. I, I can't see City losing. They they have so much class everywhere. I'll just bring up my calculator. There's 38 games times by one De Bruyne times by De Bruyne triple captain. <laughs> so I'm feeling they'll score a good 114 goals uh, <gasps> over the 38 games. Assuming De Bruyne, De Bruyne plays in most of them. <laughs> I don't understand. De Bruyne didn't score. Why are you giving him three goals a game? Because De Bruyne's worth three goals just just by his looks and his misses is pretty pretty class as well. So 3-1 for me. De Bruyne scoring probably none, but he will contribute to the, the three just I think, by proxy of being there. I think 3-1 as well. Right. Should we look at the transfer period? Do you want to talk about Phil? I would love to talk about maybe Liverpool losing a star midfielder, star player. Is what? What's the general consensus? What's going on? Is he? Do you think he will stay? I think he stays. I think if this happened a month earlier, he would be gone. But I think he stays. I don't know why you'd be happy about him losing because apparently who we've been looking for to sign up as a replacement is Lanzini. So I wouldn't be hoping he leaves if I was a West Ham fan. Lanzini's seen the Payet, the Payet controversies. I think he, I think Lanzini will stay. There's a difference from a Liverpool coming in and Payet going. I want to leave. That's true, and you've hurt my feelings. Yeah, I think he'll stay. I don't think there's any... Much like the Kyrie Irving thing in, in NBA, I think there's a lot of a lot of talk, but I don't think much will happen. I think he might go next year. I don't know if I would love him the same as I did before this. He was the cute, innocent boy. Now he's. I can sort of see the, the fangs sort of sink down. Maybe, maybe a bit of a Donnarama-type situation where he's the uh, fans' favourite, but... I just... You know who I feel sorry for the most? Bobby. Bobby's losing his Brazilian friends. He's losing. He's gonna lose Moreno soon because it's Moreno. He's gonna have to. I don't know what he's gonna have to do. Do you feel Bobby might force a, a transfer? Don't. Feel? Oh, I'm sorry. We're I, not even. We're not even talking the, about the wound's still fresh. I'll apologise. So, both agree. No Coutinho sale. 
So I think that will wrap up this second episode of the Toolbox Tuesdays. Unless you have any final words, Kieran? Yeah, I might throw a few quick-fire questions at you. No problem. Let's get over with. All right, so with Man City looking to buy Sanchez, is spending in football getting too out of hand? No. Do you want me to go into depth? Maybe a quick synopsis, but... No, I feel like the reason is, if the money's there, spend it. Next question. Chelsea lost 3-2 to Burnley. Should they be worried in the slightest? Yes, because of injuries and their performance. Next question. So, Danny Rose has publicly stated he would like to leave Spurs, maybe looking for a a big-money contract. Do you think it's okay for players to leave purely for money reasons? Yes, if the money's there. Next question. All right, fourth question. Is is this the end of the podcast? I assume so, because you wanted the final word. I'm out of questions, sorry, mate. Well then, everyone, thanks for listening. As always, take take the the risk. risk.